0: We are Vic Fellowship, and Vic stands for Vaccine Information Coalition, Eastern, which can be accessed live on PRN.live, or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. We are the only real news with none other than Dr. True. Are you with us, sir?
1: Hi. Good. Hi. Yes. Thanks for having me again,
0: Renee. I'd have no other. <laughs> You're amazing. And I know you have truth to, I know you covered last week for me and I so appreciate it. True. And, uh, it was, I listened to it. It was amazing. I did want to make a comment, uh, uh sometime during the show today. I know you got a lot of stuff to cover, cover, but I want to make a comment. Um, cause the person that asked us to do that show is wanting to know about polio too. And I have a great little testimony, you know, that is undeniable that I want to share at a presentation I did in the past. Um, but whenever you think that's appropriate, just to address the polio, uh, you know, scamdemic as well. Uh, all right. So take over, sir. What's going on today? Oh, my
1: God, I don't want to take over anything. It's, uh, it's your <laughs> show. I just want to uh, add it and do as we need to do. It's, it's funny you should ask about polio because, yeah, that's one of the areas in which uh, I, I've done a lot of research as well on that. You know, they want you to believe, like everything else, polio is a virus or a, some kind of a bug that causes It's all, again, more nonsense with the germ theory. Exactly. Polio is inextricably, inextricably linked to a, a massive increased use of pesticides in fruits, special toxic pesticides spraying, being sprayed on, on the orchards of America in the early um, 1910s, 1920s, right, after World War One ended. Keep in mind, and I, I, I'm glad you segued into this. Uh, I, I would jump right into this because it's really kind of ties in the whole thing really we see you know one of the things that's if you go back into the what's called the great war we see the one of the icon symbols is the use of gas masks gas masks became what uh you had to have it as part of your indispensable battle attire right the alarms would come up the you know people would say get your gas mask on because the uh, both sides, both both the Germans and the Allies, were really heavy in, in some things like mustard gas. These chemicals were the whole new wave of biological warfare, chemical warfare, right? Mm-hmm. Well, follow the money. Right. <laughs> and see who's making all this. The This main primary German—it's not really German. I wouldn't even say that. It's the House of Windsor. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this, these are the house of Bota, of Germany, the Bayer. Okay, they were making. They started making their millions really in, in aspirin, Bayer aspirin. We know all that's it's a household name. But yeah, the fact was this: the, these chemicals were manufactured in bulk during World War One years in 1917, 1918, 1916. All this was a heyday of chemicals. And not only that, they were, they killed humans, surely, but they caused neurological damage because they're toxic poison. And they found, well, golly, we can make a whole lot of money by selling this to farmers and, and fruit, uh, fruit orchards to keep the crops, um, you know, from being eaten by these pesky bugs. So they began to spray The orchards, but none. They were they. They had no experimentation behind them. They didn't know what was going on. But you start spraying these orchards, and the kids, mainly the children. Oh, here's little Johnny. Take an apple to school. Take an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So these kids were eating these apples, and, and we now we know a lot of times you wash the you scrub the apples. Why? Because they have residue, they have these toxic substances on them, so it's a good idea to scrub it, but it doesn't do much with this. Bottom line is it was these toxic chemicals that caused the neurological damage in these kids and came with known as poliomyelitis. It absolutely cripples your immune system and your your uh, neurological your neural points on your on your legs and body. And more importantly, you know you know how people died of polio in the day? Mm-hmm. Renee? What They died because they had to be put in what's called an iron lung, right? Because they couldn't breathe. It was breathing apparatus that was messed up. You died from polio it crippled you, and if you're lucky, you were able to live and survive because it crippled your ability to breathe, mm-hmm. which is all lung, lung function. The mm-hmm. the people people died from polio because of what the same things happening today hypoxia low blood oxygen and so their little brains would shut down and they die from polio. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness! The other name
0: was septic meningitis. They changed the name, um, and, and of course the vaccines played a role too. I mean, and obviously the pesticides are compounding toxicities to the cell, but definitely the vaccines played a role. And in my presentation that I've been doing for 20 years now in honor of my daughter, I show the actual chart from Neil Z. Miller's book how the polio pandemic was coming down because of better sanitation and nutrition way before the introduction of both SOC and Sabin's vaccinations. And then, and at one of the events, a nurse was in the um, in the audience, and she actually stood up and said, "I they show those the same things in medical school except from where the 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 vaccine was introduced." down so she basically admitted that the same charts i was showing she was you know she was taught in medical school and but it was just not showing how it was already declining because of the better sanitation and nutrition
1: yes uh nutrition and uh, better sanitation in the form it's true in the form of of uh waterborne illnesses okay like smallpox that's Mm -hmm. smallpox is that's as i explained last week yes but in the case of polio, it's these chemical sprays that was discontinued that's that stopped
0: it. Absolutely. Okay. Um,
1: and that's there's studies, there's um DDT. There's a I mean, there's so much if you just know where to look, okay? It's um there's even PubMed studies, um uh paralytic syndromes, what they're calling it now. There's no doubt about it. Chemical poisons, it's arsenic. Um, Triol, uh, thikresol phosphate, DDT—all of these stuffs were absolutely proven, absolutely in the medical record, Renee, mm-hmm. to be proven to be causing the, par- the polio. It's just—you you, you can't point the finger at the big chemical companies, which are the again the same companies that are now morphed into big pharma.
0: Right. And then even the SV40, I covered Dr. John Martin's research, too, was coming from the polio vaccine from the the African green monkeys they were using to make that particular vaccine. Uh, Even one of my daughter's, I mean, the slides in my presentation shows her severe monkey viruses basically from the polio vaccine. Um, cause they, they, they attenuate, you know, they attenuate the, 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 the disease in the, the monkey's kidneys. And then whenever you extract a live virus from a live monkey, you're extracting every virus that particular monkey ever had bypassing your defenses. You know, our creator gave us fever, vomiting, diarrhea, and, and injecting this or, or oral polio too. Um, anyway, it's just, it's, it's a nasty, just like all of them. And it's all just, you know. Compounding toxicities and insufficiencies to the cells, what we teach.
1: Exactly. And and, and so, uh, yeah, there's a great book that I have. Uh, I've, I actually interviewed Ed, Edward Haslam, the author of this, on my own radio show years and years ago. It's called mm-hmm. Dr. Mary's Monkey. Okay. Uh, Tulane University was doing this research into the polio vaccines. Okay. And and uncovered the link between cancer and the vaccine, the this this monkey virus that was isolated as being the cause of polio. No, 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 nonsense, absolute nonsense. So what what uh, Dr. Mary Sherman was finding uh, and was stunning, and she they had they killed her over this. This is an amazing part of even the JFK assassination story. It's really tied in. It's amazing, but. Uh, Now she uncovered that they were they were basically putting these 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 nasty viruses into the vaccinations, which were causing a lot of cancer. It was it was really like spreading like a farmer putting cancer seeds in his field to grow cancer.
0: That's right, and everybody has them. Congressman Dan Burton, when he was having the hearings, he was the uh, government reform of the government reform committee and he was having you know uh, congressional hearings uh, you know tying in the vaccines to the autism epidemic back in the early 90s anyway so he's the one that uncovered finding that sv40 that simian virus number 40 meaning the 40th monkey virus found in cancer tumors so everybody that's had the folio vaccine has cancer cells i teach this when i work with cancer patients that everybody has cancer cells but the difference is, is our immune system compromised to where those cancer cells are, you know, overplan the immune system and and developing that you know cocoon, that protection from our Creator, a wrap, or is it you know strong and vibrant to where you keep those cancer cells at bay? So yeah. you know, for instance me i'm very my weak link in the chain of organ my path of least resistance is breast cancer both of my grandmothers had breast cancer so that would be my weak link in the chain of organ so if i didn't take care of myself if i if i lived on fast food and didn't take care of myself and, and you know and and gmos and all that stuff that's out there and of course took the vaccines the flu shot and everything else that compromises the immune system then i would eventually develop breast cancer there's no question so exactly.
1: That's... Go ahead. It all goes. It all goes back to what is the definition of a virus again? It's Latin. It's a Latin word meaning simply poison.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what a virus is. It's poison. So, in in a in a very real sense, DDT is a virus.
0: Yes. Let
1: me. I while we while you were talking, I went into my my library shelf here and pulled up a book. The author's name is Nancy Langston. The book is called Toxic Bodies. Toxic bodies, uh, Renee. You probably need to get a copy of this book somewhere in your in your wanderings. It's a fantastic addition to what we've been talking about the whole time. See, when I when I speak of these things, it's thirty plus years of reading, um, totally objective. This is objective literature. Uh, Nancy Langston's uh, work is epic, and her footnotes are stunning. Here's what she wrote. Let me just. Let me just, she said it best, and I just got to quote her, if that's okay.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. She says, quote, How is it that it is a good idea, or if it was considered a good idea, to release millions of tons of chemicals known to be toxic into the environment of America, she asked. She said, this this is what I, uh, I wrote this years ago. This was a, the pesticide became known uh, and, and studied in the year, in starting in the year 1945, but she, she documents the tonnage, I mean, being being put onto our, primarily our fruit trees, mm. uh, apples, uh, you know, anything like uh, peaches, pears, loaded with it to keep the bugs from eating it, okay?
0: The children used to run behind the smoke trucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and the book talks. She she lays it all out and shows how how it is and how it started in right at the end of the World War II, and mm-hmm. and and documents that all of these army chemicals are what were used uh, to do it. Uh, she she says, "Listen, it's it's a, an absolute threat against nature's balance." And she she shows the unex, you know the total links to the the highest level of polio were all tied to the highest levels of areas where people. Uh, were close, in close proximity to these orchards and the kids that ate them. It's, it's no doubt about it. She, she, she indicts, basically, uh, public so-called health authorities. She says, uh, this is a, a book review also on her. She says, Langston asks in, t- in the book Toxic Bodies why authorities were so slow to protect public health from the known risk now of post-war chemicals the story of DT's, dt's use and 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 ties into the poliomyelitis this she calls it the quote chemical the new chemical regime of living yeah mm-hmm. and, and 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 this and this um uh, um it's 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 an amazing read it really is
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, I want to get onto something else, a lot more things I want to talk about. Um, I don't know how much you're able to talk about on the show, but I'd love for the audience to hear on what you've experienced lately with the truckers first, if you're able to say anything.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah, we're this thing is getting a life of its own, uh, Renee, and and rightfully so. It all started. I'm I'm kind of. I need to be a little humble with this because it's it's not me that did it. Okay, <laughs> uh, a couple of uh, friends of mine in Canada were just saying, "Hey, you know, here's an idea. I know this. I know a, a, a very well-connected trucker named Carl. He had the idea. Well, let's just. I got a hundred friends in my, and I can make a hundred truck convoy starting." starting out in in bc british columbia and we'll just see how it goes we'll start across with with uh put banners on our trucker on our trucks on our our reefers and and whatever and just start the convoy and from there it just it's just like a snowball rolling down the hill from 100 to then to 200 then to 500 then a thousand and then now to where it is today and it mm-hmm. began to get a, a life of its own because people started seeing this and and say and and contacting Carl. How can we help you? Do you need money? Oh yeah. Well, why not? I'll um, I'll I'll do a little GoFundMe page, and if you want to just uh, um, spread the word, give us what you can: a dollar, five dollar, ten dollar, whatever. Uh, take a little bit of a le- less of a of a lunch break and give me a you know a, some some coffee money or whatever, and. Within a short order, this thing like like the snowball rolling down the hill mm. uh, got hundred thousand dollars in the GoFundMe. Then, in short order, five hundred thousand, and then a million, and then five million. Okay, wow. but it's so and, and they're telling me about it. I. Say, I, I said they said, "What, what are you going to do with all this money?" I said, "Well, what's the? I mean." Good, I good question. We never weren't expecting it. It's like, here's a blank check. What are you going to do with it? And, well, I don't know. What do we? What do you guys want to do with it? Well, truckers love caps and t-shirts.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they said, well, let's let's order like ten thousand caps and t-shirts, and that'll, mm-hmm. and we can have the money now to pay for it. So they they did. And that was the first little little bit of what was what was spent with for caps and T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Well, then, uh, when I, I I did my radio show with Carl and 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 the founders, mm-hmm. uh, and th- this thing went was crazy. We we get over two and a half million hookups uh, on the. It's an internet connect, okay, to the computer show. Tell mm-hmm. story behind the story. So we have not only Carl and his his organizers, but also. Others that are, you know, this, this, there's an amazing public interest of people joining up That why they're interested. You know, it's it's grassroots uh, on the highest order. It's, it's just Amer- Americana. Mm-hmm. And not only are they now interviewing Canadians, but there's thousands of U.S. citizens joining it. Okay. Literally uh, truckers from, from the U.S. doing it, too. So. What happened was, when they reached this this a lot big mu- amount of money, suddenly we get notified. They get notified from GoFundMe that they're freezing the account. And this is back last uh, we could, we could go Friday, um, actually Thursday they notified them that they're freezing the account. It was too too big because Trudeau was getting really nervous. Well, hello. This mm-hmm. wasn't just a hundred trucks now. This is big and, and Trudeau's getting nervous because, the, not because of the convoy itself, but because if all truckers unite, Canada's economy is in the toilet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Truckers are the lifeblood of us. We don't re- realize this. We go into our Costco's or our big supermarkets and man, if you if the truckers aren't supplying those goods Within a week, the stores are are sales are empty it's mm-hmm. It's the life of them, our economy. The truckers are that they are they are our heroes, exactly. whether you re- realize it or not. So Trudeau's getting really, really nervous, like a cat on a hot tin roof. Mm. And so well, now they find out, oh my God, they got five million. What can they do with five million? We've got to stop this. That's that's penis to Trudeau, but to these truckers, it's big time, big time funds. Mm-hmm. You see. So I found out about it. I called uh, my co-host. He has got some really connect. Um, he's quite the quite the, the gentleman with with ties to the old old line banking families. Made some phone calls. Put some real pressure on GoFundMe. I, I like to believe it was all him, you know, making his phone calls. And within a few hours of him doing this, GoFundMe announced they're gonna oh they're gonna release the funds. So with that announcement, Carl bless his heart said, We have this whole t-shirt and uh, cap thing is let's order another a quarter million of these, not just twenty ten to twenty thousand. They're gonna need maybe more of this. Well, that. A quarter million, you know, 250,000 means about three and a half, three million dollars worth or so of they need to transfer the funds. So he puts the orders in. He's already paid for the first shipment that's come in. And so he's now now on the hook for about three million dollars hmm. for, for T-shirts, which is all that they're doing. Nobody's getting paid by this. They just want to keep the movement going. Mm-hmm. And they can ask and says, "Okay, if you donate twenty five dollars, get a T shirt and a hat." Okay, well, so what? GoFundMe. Here's what happened last Friday, just you know, on the, on just before the show, GoFundMe announced they are not releasing. Now it's up to ten million. After the show concluded a, a week ago Friday. They went from five million to seven and a half million in three hours. People, mm-hmm. yeah, it was amazing. The flow was like kaboom. And by the time Wednesday of the following week rolls around, they're pushing ten million. And here's what happened: uh, GoFundMe froze that account not only to to, to release it, but to have it, to anybody people were trying to donate, and were told they couldn't donate anymore. It was being being blocked. So they stopped the stopped the the donations at ten mil. Otherwise, who knows? It could have been twenty million. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> so Carl calls me on the panic because they don't they froze the account this time, under order from the Canadian Canadian government, claiming that this is a seditious uh, neo Nazi hate type of uh, propaganda and under the legalities of GoFundMe, they it's like, you know, YouTube can, can deplatform you for violating the standards, you know, whatever they whatever those standards may be subjectively by the board, right? So GoFundMe found their legal loophole and froze it all. And then uh announced they were refunding all of the donations. Sending them back to your wire their wiring accounts to your banks. Okay.
0: Unbelievable.
1: So um, what does that do to Carl? He's got three million dollars. you got to pay in in, in uh, hats and t-shirts. They're covering it. They're working with them. But you know, people. I mean, for what it's worth, I GoFundMe needs to be defunded, deplatformed itself. This is a, it. It absolutely. Because see, hey, I I saw this happening. When, when all of these riots were happening across the America in twenty twenty with BLM and Antifa and all of this, you you have the right to do that. You have the right to protest. If you think there's a problem, uh, black lives matter, surely, it does, but so do white life. All lives matter. That's what I might say if you start saying black lives are more important than white lives or uh, that's that's still discrimination and racist. All lives, human lives of all kinds matter. That's my platform. But okay, you have the right to do—Antifa has the right to make the voices heard. I don't have to agree with them politically, but I will defend their right to have a voice. Because that's America. That's called freedom. Mm-hmm. And I'll—I I'll, don't—I may not agree with their their platform, but that's that's all right. So we we have—they the, have the right to do that. But they do not, and I emphasize, they do not have the right to start attacking people and causing mayhem. That's when the line is crossed, okay? And yet they did that clearly in all these protests, organized brick throwing, and all this this nonsense in cities across America. Most, you know, even taking over Portland and Seattle in a big way. I have a real problem with that, as do most Americans. I think. Look, go ahead and protest. Go ahead and make your voice known, but don't start throwing bricks in my car, because then I get in, then I get upset. Right?
0: Exactly.
1: They GoFundMe never, you know, they had not nearly ten million dollars, but they had a, a close to a million dollars in donations on a GoFundMe page for BLM and Antifa. Never never blocked them, and they were clearly militant and clearly causing. Uh, problems with the local constabulary, the police, and highway patrolmen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, double standard, GoFundMe, and and no. These truckers are not Nazis. They are not some wild, you know, conspiracy fringe science deniers. They're not that at all. They're just freedom-loving truckers that say, "Don't tell me what I can and cannot put into my bodies, and force me to put something in my bodies." That's the whole fight here, Renee.
0: That's right, and they have every right. I mean, it's our bodies. We have the right to decide what we're going to allow to be injected into it. Stand up, people. I
1: mean, mean, it's just so wrong, and to to have this. I I really think, knowing just just in my two and a half two hours of radio show broadcast, they jumped up from five to seven point five million. If that happened in just two hours. And then by Tuesday, the next day, it was over ten million, and it was and it was still going crazy. When they when they froze it, I I think it could have easily been to twenty or more million by now. And and another reason politically why they needed to stop this, and freeze it. My goodness, they they there's there there are mandates being put out by the people. Hey, we support this, not a hundred dollars. You know, not a little $1,000 GoFundMe page. This thing blew the socks off at GoFundMe. They had to stop it, didn't they? So that's the, that's the big story to me. Uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. again, talking to, to, um, to Carl and what he was so eloquently saying, mm-hmm. he says, there are truckers here who have taken the vaccine. There are truckers here who haven't. We are truckers united for freedom of choice. That's the issue. We're not being anti-vax, not at all. That's the other part of this. Okay, the science that people understood, as as we've been trying to do, that's fine. You have informed consent is the two words. Okay? If you get both sides of the picture given honestly and objectively— It's still your choice. You know, if you want to get the vaccine, if you're you're thinking this is going to save you and get us back to normal, you want to do that, fine, knock yourself out, go do it. But don't say that I have to, and then don't say that I am putting other people at risk. If I don't, that's the most incredibly stupid thing in this whole argument. I just want to say this completely openly, and I don't care who, who gets mad about it. If, in fact, vaccines... As a whole, are so effective and safe. Those two words, safe and effective. If it's so safe and effective, you're going to be protected from miscreants like me who don't get vaccinated. But they, the the rhetoric is like, no, it's it's causing an Omicron variant. It's causing all this, which puts everybody at risk. Where is that in science? That's not proven whatsoever.
0: Not at all. Mm-hmm. They're admitting like, they don't trust their vaccine. They they know the vaccine's not working. If an unvaccinated would put them at risk.
1: <laughs> exactly, like- which which really brings us to the the thing I emailed you. Now let's get into this before we run out of time. Look, listen, I'm a I'm an accountant by actually believe it or not. I I graduated in accounting and actuarial numbers. I actually went to work in in uh, a big firm. With the actuarial department, actuarials, statistics, and the numbers, is, is risk management. And 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 at the end of the day, you you eliminate opinions and everything else. Even science, is ultimately number driven. Are we in agreement with that? I mean, if you don't understand statistics, it's basically this: you you flip a coin. Uh, 100 times you may get 55 and 45 55 heads 45 tails it's going to be close to 50 50 but the more the more times you flip it in other words you go up into ten thousand or 100,000 flips the numbers always gravitate to very close 50 50. it's that's the statistical averages so the more numbers you look at you can really tell demographics what's really going on with the whole question whether it's what's the odds really of flipping a coin that i'm going to have you know tails or heads 50 50 that's why mm-hmm. they flip a coin and start of a football game mm-hmm. it's 50 50 okay the same things apply with understanding life insurance actuarial tables you take worldwide numbers, or if you're in the case of the West, U.S. numbers, U.K. numbers. goes back to Lloyd's of London, making the odds, making the premium fit, premiums of what you pay to cover your risk. That's how it works. It's based on a large number of statistical crunching. So you want to know what's really happening in this? Look at the actuarial tables. I reported this many times on my show. I'll do it again on this one, uh, Renee, because it's so important. Mm-hmm. In the in January of 2021, they they crunched all the numbers. I'd say they were talking about uh companies like Hanover Reinsurance. Hanover Re uh, is a, a compiler of all the actuarial tables. And so following the 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 life insurance industry, we find Premiums for life insurance policies actually dipped. In other words, the it became, you know, if you have what's called a whole life insurance policy, your cost of the insurance part of that policy, the cost to pay out death claims, actually was lower in 2020. In other words, looking at a five-year or 10-year average, you can you can see uh, nationwide deaths in 2020 were significantly lower than they were in 2019. But yet we're in this massive massive pandemic. If all all the statistics from the CDC and the WHO were correct, we would see an increase in mortality. We would see what? Simple, an increase in insurance premiums. We didn't see that in 2020. We saw it in the beginning of 2020, 2021. And I and I have a very large New York life insurance policy just by just by wait well, I've had it for for quite a number of years. It's a it's a large large whole life insurance policy, and so every year I see you know they, they actually uh, deduct every year the the insurance portion plus what, whatever we made on our investment portfolio. New York Life has done a great job. They're, they're been a, they've done really well in their portfolios. We did really good in 2020 on my policy. And so I'm sitting there telling people, listen, looking at the actuarial tables, the facts, these are the this was, numbers don't lie. OK. There's no justification for a worldwide shutdown lockdown based on all these deaths, death tolls that are supposed to be happening. No, no. People die every year. It's called actuarial tables. But in the year 2020, all across the West, actually, not to mention the United States, but all across the West, people less people died by far. Percent, I'm like, like 20% less deaths in 2020 than in 2019. 2020 was a good year. The Grim Reaper took some time off. So, why in the hell? Do we have lockdowns? And why in the hell do we have mandated vaccines for something that didn't cause a massive death structure? I said this from the beginning, haven't I, Renee? From the very beginning of this, look back in March, we we, we started panicking because why? The Utah Jazz of the NBA, two of their all-stars, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, prior to a game in Oklahoma City... Oh, had a PCR test that showed positive. Oh my God. We got to shut down the NBA. We got to go into a bubble. We got to let the Marsh Madness, the the basketball tournament, go, you know, be suspended. All of this nonsense. Because a positive PCR test for a couple of all stars? Think about it.
0: Unbelievable.
1: I'm saying to my people who, who will listen, by all means, if Rudy Gobert was. Uh, In in a coma, coughing up blood, and near death, same with Donovan Mitchell, same with 10% of other NBA players, by all means, we go in a bubble. It didn't happen. They had a seasonal influenza. They had a common cold. That's all they had. All they had. Nobody died. Nobody died in the NBA. Nobody dropped dead you know, in, in high school basketball games from people you know, dying of COVID. But well, they've been dying of it in 2021. Myocarditis and blood clotting. Cause and effect. Here's what I'm getting at. Nothing in 2020, but now I'm I'm following, and this is Yahoo Finance, people, and you follow the follow it. This is Reuters out of London. Here's what they say, and I'm summing it up. The global life insurance industry was hit with the reported claims due now to the, they're all emulating now COVID-19 and COVID-21, right? The first nine months of the year from January through end of September 2021, life insurance claims $5.5 billion just in the first nine months, the whole of 2020, uh, life insurance claims were three point five billion. I'm not. Let's not call this COVID nineteen. It's just. It's all life insurance claims.
0: Three
1: point five billion in 2020, the whole year. First nine months when the comp- compilation was done. This is again by Hanover Reinsurance. The numbers are there. They're they're, they're having to. To set now this month in February, how much are going to ding people's life insurance, you know, for a term, their term life or a whole life insurance policy? It's going to be quite a bit more expensive this year. Now, do you see the statistics? Do you see the numbers? Do the math. I mean, just the first nine months, five point five billion versus three point five billion, and in ninth in 2019, the numbers were 3.7 billion dollars. So we had there was less. There was there was more deaths paid out in 2019 before the pandemic than in 2020. And for the first nine, I mean, look, it's almost double. I think by the when the dust settles, it will probably be more like almost seven billion dollars paid out in death claims. Double. Pandemic? No. It's called jab deaths. Let's call it what it is. Oh, Dr. Roth, it's Omicron. It's Delta. Oh, nonsense. Nonsense. It's vaccine-induced death. Come on, people. The numbers don't lie. And in fact... You look at there's a great chart that I, I can't I, I can't show it, but I'm looking at it right now. The spike, exactly. They say well, spike protein. No, no, no. Spike in toxicity. The deaths began to spike in January. Immediately after, people are getting jabbed, and then you introduce the second, and then the boosters. Folks, it's not a virus doing it. Just like it's not polio virus that caused poliomyelitis. It's toxic poison. I, listen, if we don't expose this and come to a realization of this as a, as a nation and as a state or a county, the grassroots, I better understand. Informed consent is about understanding realities if you want I mean if if you know fully well the risk of 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 smoking a cigarette but you like the little high that nicotine produces and if you know all the dangers that your your body can have by by overindulging in alcohol or taking some illegal drug and you choose it anyway you know fine you can choose to go play Russian roulette if you want exactly but don't exactly. pull the, don't pull the bullet, you know, with me in the in the line of fire. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you want to share with the audience what you told me last night, as far as what happened to your computer?
1: Oh.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're very supportive members we have that listen to this show, and <laughs> I'm sure they'll be anxious to hear. Okay,
1: I've been on the phone all morning, and as I was yesterday and the day before, we've got to get this out of grassroots, and I just want to, man. Um, you probably have never heard about this because I haven't, and I, and I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty well alert, but the secrecy behind this is why it keeps it there. La well, on, on Friday, at the start of my show, my computers were remotely accessed. And if you've, if you've ever had a, a technician that you, you know, like whether it's I'm an Apple technician, you call Apple support services, and they'll go and uh, you, they get they give you permission to uh, do a wi- through your Wi-Fi uh, information remotely. They can access your computer. And so you're watching somebody you don't even know, going in and clicking on your programs, opening up programs, looking at your analyzing your, your, your hard drive for viruses, this type of thing remotely. I've done this a couple of times. It's kind of a creepy thing if you haven't done it. You know, here's your private files being accessed, but you gave permission to do that. You know, you
0: know, When they take over my computer, like with my program from Budapest, Hungary, I have to give them an ID number and a passcode through TeamViewer. I have to authorize them to take over my computer. Exactly. So you're, you're saying that you didn't have, you didn't do that.
1: <laughs> that's what. That's why I, I felt so shocked and so violated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not only the my brand new app, my brand new Apple MacBook Air, which I got for Santa Claus gave them to me. I was a good boy, I <laughs> student. I got that for Christmas, <laughs> for my sweetheart. Mm. But my older MacBook Air um, also. Here I am getting ready to do the radio show, and I'm I'm seeing the cursor start to go moving. I says, "What is this?" And I've got Carl and the and the trucker convoy ready to do the interview with and long story short i, I hadn't I, I i was silenced they went into my internal uh settings and disabled my my mic connection to skype and so i'm sitting there that my producer is going crazy you're know, like well, you're not you know he's texting me on my cell phone now Go into settings in your laptop and, and you're alt, you've altered. I says, No, no, I didn't do that. It's been remotely done on me. Because hmm. they saw it happening, accessing my Skype line. And so I was five minutes into the show, then in the ten minutes later, I'm my co hosts are luck luckily doing like, like I did last week with you, filling in for me, okay? And making it and, and getting Carl and them hooked in. And and then the story's being told. I'm I'm listening to it. My audio's working, but not my microphone. I have my my uh, earphones on and my microphone hooked up, and it's not accessed. Oh my goodness! So I do the same thing on the second. My my backup computer it takes a while to boot up and get it on hooked up to Skype. And I for about uh, a minute, I have they hear my audio. But then the same thing happens, and I'm watching the same thing. They access that and shut it down. And now I'm, I'm shocked. I'm in, I'm in like, what's happening here? And then I go, uh, actually, uh, they, my producer says, turn off your your settings, internet settings on your phone, and we'll hook you up to phone. And so they did that. And I finished the interview with like I'm doing now on my on my cell phone. But the whole time I'm like, man, I'm mad. I'm getting madder when I realize I've I've been violated. This is without my consent or approval, and it's and it's it's removed my first amendment rights of free speech. People don't like what I say. They can turn the station off. They don't need to turn me off.
0: You must be true. You must be speaking truth for that to happen. <laughs> Just confirmation.
1: So, uh, yeah, and and so after the uh, the 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 thing that did it, okay, was not my interviewing Carl and the truckers. That wasn't who was who was upset. It was my second hour guests. I had two two um, soccer moms, local soccer moms from Provo, Utah County. Good, you know, just salt of the earth people that are trying to make a difference. And they're telling me before the show about how their computers have been hacked, uh, and all they're doing, all they've been doing is, as, as, as the name, their names, their name Sophie and Jan. They're just, they're common folk. They're not, they don't have a radio show. They don't, they're just, they're concerned because they they listen in to uh, Mike Lindell and and all the auditing process going on, down there in in Arizona. And Lindell was telling everybody that wanted to. Every state of the union, they said, needs to have, have a call for an audit, an independent audit on the on the finances. So they, these two ladies spearheaded a group to go in and, and start auditing uh, Utah County, which is Provo Orem, and then Salt Lake County, which is all run by Dominion Voting Systems, to do an audit. And then all of a sudden, really hell broke loose on their computers. And they were telling me things where they um, – I sent them emails outlining the show, how to hook up to the show on Revolution Radio. All of this was sent to them, and they never got them. They never got the emails. Okay, they were upset that they that they kept texting me. Where's the you know Where's the hookup data? I finally had to text them the hookup data because they never got the emails, and it was like three different emails. So they were blocked in the emails. I, I and they says, Well, we have this a lot. A lot of a lot of uh, important emails. Are are just hijacked and not getting to us. So, after the show concluded, my IT, my, this is the this is the producer of the show. He's in Silicon Valley and he's very you know he knows knows his way around the electronics. Said, look to do this, to have it access, it has to come through the Wi-Fi router. So it has to have been local because the Wi-Fi uh every state has emergency you know what's called backdoor software into you know that runs the hardware which is the router itself my my uh company's xfinity i i take a took a picture of the router and the base of it sent it to my my it guy he says i'll pull up what i can I, i can i can trace this with the serial numbers so sure enough long story short Pulled up the service agreement between me and Xfinity, and it's very clear that they guarantee I pay them. I pay them my money. They they provide the Wi-Fi service, and they say it's a it's a firewall secure server. But there's a little, you know, caveat in there that they have an agreement with the Public Service Commission in, take, in case of extreme emergency only they have a, uh, an access to the back door to the wire, to the, to the wireless. And every, every Wi-Fi service has that, by the way. They're regulated by the Public Service Commission, and they, they give them a back door. So somebody in the state had access to this Public Service Commission data to my Wi-Fi router and thus to my computers. Do I have time to tell you? The, the the how to how to check this out for yourself do i you want, you want to go there at all or let it go renee
0: um we have a couple more minutes i think we should let it we should let it yeah say yes <laughs> yes
1: long story short i i <laughs> i had to get to, to X, the xfinity and talk to somebody they pretty high up in the company because i took me about an hour and a half of going through all these switchboards if I talk to somebody, and he had to, he had to put me on hold and talk to his legal department. Of course he did. And he came back and says, this is all recorded. I says, wonderful. I'm glad this is recorded, documented. Um, I have been violated. Here's what happened. I am not a terrorist. I'm a citizen. I'm ex- exercising my First Amendment rights to do a radio show. And I was hacked and stopped. I, my IT guy told me, you have, you'll have record of that. You just have to give me, I says, all I need is the address of where this, this signal was, was originated. That's all I need from you is an address, no names. He says, I don't know if I can give that to you. I says, why not? You've been violated too. When somebody violates a customer under your contract, you're a, you've now become, I says, this will not happen again, sir. I'm stopping this right now. You are not going to be able to allow this to happen because we've got to stop and find out who's doing it. You either join me with it or you become an enemy, and I, will bring a lo- I am bringing a lawsuit against you if I need to. I don't want to do that. Just give me the address. So he, he talked to his legal department. <laughs> he says, well, okay, here's the address. At, at 7.55 p.m., Friday, it's all there on the, on the record. Um, the signal was, there was a back door into the signal. Yeah. They verified it. the address. I, tw- I said, well, it's Salt Lake city. Makes sense. I what my IT guy said it would be local. So I Googled up the address. I went, I thought it might be a private residence for all I knew. Somebody that just had been able to pirate it to some way, you know, some, some radical. No, it came up with this address with a name that I never heard of before it's a place called a fusion center salt lake city fusion center i said what the heck is a fusion center i never heard of such a thing so i googled up salt lake city fusion center and what is and i said what is a fusion center so people write this down look up fusion center as i did what there was a, a aclu in 2008 put out a, a paper, a uh, nice published publication in 2008. What's wrong with fusion centers? What? Yeah, I started reading that ACLU piece and it, and it was like, my God, how do we not know about this? One of the things the answer you said, what's wrong with this? Because fusion centers are highly secret. Okay? And so they're, they are—they're uh, the shadow government, basically running and operating things. Fusion centers, and then I went went even deeper. Well, the reason why the ACLU didn't bring any anything as far as legal action—they were kind of paid off not to. They're corrupt too, but they put out enough to be a little dangerous. The fusion centers, you see aren't even funded by state or federal government. They're outside the scope, so they're not they're not really paid for by tax dollars. I said, "Well, where are they paid for?" There's 80 fusion centers around all of America. 80 of them. Look it up. Just just google up locations yeah. of fusion centers. There's 80. Who funds them? Well, I've tracked that down too. They were all started in 2003 around something called, and I'm not making this up, it's called the Matrix computer software, Matrix. Maticulated anti-terrorist. It's all under, the, under this disguise and auspices. It's beyond the pale, though, because under the disguise of national security to, to, to thwart terrorism, they allow the Matrix to be able to have software any and all computer net, any and all, public or private. the software opens up back doors, and you can go into it. This is how they accessed. This is how they accessed my my Infinity Wi-Fi. Now
0: we're running out of time. Close it up,
1: please. Yeah, re-drive it up. So. Check it out, folks. Maybe next week we can talk more about this if people want to. I think I would like
0: that. I'd like that. And I'd like to end everything. Thank you, Dr. True, with uh, Ephesians 6. It is written, We do not battle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against principle, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly realms. We will take our stand and put on the full armor of Yahuwah, our Creator. This battle is way too big for us people. Go to our support link at vacinfo.org to get your armor put on and to stand up against this wickedness. That who That's who's behind what Dr. Strew has been talking about, and we're going to continue next week. Fear is not in our vocabulary. When the I am is with you, who can be against you? Hallelujah.
1: Yes, ma'am. Renee, let me just finish with one little blanket statement here. We can uh, pursue this next week if you wish to. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a big Pandora's box because in just since Saturday, um, Saturday Sunday, I'm in completely searching this. I'm finding that not only are such things as the state police all controlled by these fusion centers, the Mm -hmm. the orders are given through at this, but also all the health departments, the public service commissions are tied into the public safety. Commission, PSC, which governs all of the health boards. They're unelected health officials. Yeah. This is how it's being lockstep. not only in America, but across these all these different other nations. It's lockstepping. Same group. Same group. And it ties back to the City of London. The funding for all this comes from the House of Windsor. I'll just leave it there. Follow up. I, I can. I'm going to do a PowerPoint presentation and connect all the dots for you. Okay. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And we'll continue next week. <laughs> You're listening to Vic Fellowship. And again, our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 954 347 9671. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And God bless.